0: So nice we're doing it thrice. It's another open discussion, a free play, where our panel will talk about anything related to video games. I have no idea as to what we're going to be chatting about for the next couple of hours, so your guess is as good as mine. Listen in as we sound off on a range of video game topics from the serious to silly, right here on this episode of Downloadable Content. Downloadable content. I'm Brian, and with me we have a slightly smaller panel this time. Reed, welcome back. We didn't scare you away from the uh, the esports episode.
1: No, not yet. Not yet.
0: And Grendel returns to us once again. Whoa. Uh, he has not been. Con- he has not been claimed by Zool. Not yet. Not yet. All right. But yes, this is our third and final open discussion episode for this year. It's uh, open sound off and we'll talk about anything video game related, be it specific video games, video game related news, whatever. So I have no idea what the, what the other two are planning. I've got a couple of things I will bring up. As you have noticed, this is a Ron-less episode, one of the rare episodes where he is not going to partake. He's deserved a break, so... He's, record- mm. He's recorded a lot of episodes, so... He deserves a break.
1: Gotta recharge his batteries.
0: He's only been in over 40 episodes, and uh, we're at... What, this is, I think this is episode 52 or so. So, wow. Oh yeah, this has been so far so good. I'm I'm liking it. But yes, it's an open discussion, and let us dive right in. I'm going to open up with uh, a serious article for once. Uh, uh, not something particularly lighthearted. Um, we re- re- regularly hear in the news of people blaming video games for shootings, and no doubt this is going to be another one that causes people to get up in arms about video games and violence. Um, apparently, um, August 22nd, um, in Louisiana, in an unfortunate name for a town, Slaughter, Louisiana, um, oh. Yeah, an eight-year-old an eight year old boy uh intentionally shot and killed his grandmother uh pistol bullet through the head uh right after he had finished playing grand theft auto four which you know it's it's always tragic to hear you know any type of of murderer anything like that but you know uh, because a lot of the emphasis is being placed on the fact that he was playing grand theft auto 4 just before uh he did this is going to invariably cause a lot of alarm and a lot of griping and people talking about you know we should ban video games that's what usually happens with these sort of things and this, these types of articles really get under my skin. They, you know, they, When they really, really emphasize the video game as the root of the problem.
1: Well, that's been a regular practice ever since, really, ever since the uh, call when they realized that there was level editing to get the layout of the school. I think that just right there anchored in the idea of, Walking away with violence and violent video games. And already, I mean, in, in this
0: country for sure, we've been had. We're up to our eyeballs in uh, gun control issues in the light of uh, f- recent school shootings and things like this. Just further add to the pile. And. You know, my, my gripe with the with this type of article is, you know, they're focusing on the game as the problem. Uh, I, I, I don't know about you, but unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Grand Theft Auto is not meant for eight-year-olds.
1: No, I thought it was. It's important life lessons learned.
0: And, you know... This... Always, I always... Anytime I see an article like this, I always think back. There's a story of when I used to work in retail. I used to work in Walmart. And... Kids aren't dumb. They, they, they really aren't. I mean, there was a, a little kid with an adult... Uh, his mother, I remember. It was his mother. And the little kid, he, he, look, he didn't look like he could have been older than 10 or 11. He wanted me to take out... Grand Theft Auto, so you could buy it, and I said uh, no. Uh, l- uh, let me get permission from your your parents first. And you know, most little kids know what's going on in a game like that. I mean, it it's a game that rewards you for shooting people,
1: running them running over, hitting them with the baseball car. bats. You
0: know. And so, I explained to the mother what this game involves, and as I'm exp- which invariably led to me giving up basically a brief crash course into our rating system, the the ESRB rating system. And as I'm explaining the, to the mother what Grand Theft Auto has. I could see the kid just start glowering at me, just kind of giving me a death glare as the chances of him getting this game went from nearly 100% to zero. Because, you know, kids are not stupid. They know what's in the game. But the fact that a lot of parents, even today, even though the rating system is no secret, every single video game in this country has a rating on it, whether it's for kids all the way to adults, how many people are still left clueless? So, my two questions is, why is this eight-year-old playing a game that's clearly meant for adults? And also, important, uh, why was a loaded firearm within easy reach of a child?
1: it's Louisiana. You know, that's... That's one of those questions that I think gets overlooked any time you hear about a youth no matter what, you know, anybody younger than 18, let's just say, getting hold of a weapon and shooting anybody. I mean, wasn't there either earlier this year or early last year something about like a a fourth grader or something that had brought a, a loaded pistol? to school. I don't think he had shot anybody, but he had the loaded gun at school they found it in his locker. And this was a an elementary schooler. There should be less questions of like, well, why is, you know, this? why is this violent game out there? And more of how is this kid getting access to a loaded weapon? I think that should be the first question, then definitely um, like you said the second question if there's a game that obviously is violence, has a rating system established for the purpose of telling parents that hey this game may not be for your kid why are kids still getting them playing them I,
0: I think largely I mean I mean and this was just from my own personal experience working in retail I and mean, there were many times when I would explain to a parent you know This game is really not meant for, you know, an eight-year-old, and they would just buy them to shut them up.
1: that's probably what happened.
0: Which which is the thing, even though, you know, the rating system for video games is no secret. I mean, it's the same thing for movies. I mean, at the end of every commercial for a movie, you know, rated R or rated G, and you know, and when you see a commercial for a video game on TV, it's, you know, right right there. Rated T for teen or M for mature.
1: Oh yeah, it's like movie theater trailers and and even for TV series now. You have ratings on everything. I think what it is though is is that partially as a society where the bulk of society still hasn't matured to look at video games past Super Mario Brothers and you know, old 8-bit Nintendo or Sonic the Hedgehog, the vast majority still think video game equals cute fun little kid toy equals okay for all ages. And not realizing that, Xbox, PlayStation, um, even uh, you know GameCube, Nintendo 64, starting there, you really started having more of the mature adult... I mean, forget that Go back to Doom. That's one of the big ones. Even when Doom came out, I think people hadn't realized that this was something that was a mature form of entertainment and still equated video game equals Mario equals safe for all ages. I think there is
0: some truth to that. I mean, in this country specifically, especially in this country, uh, video games are still largely seen as kids' toys.
1: I think that's most of where it comes from.
0: I mean, even though we have all of this educational material in place for parents so that they could make good decisions about what their kid can and can't play.
1: It was like comics are still seen as just for kids, too, but then you get things like anything Alan Moore writes.
0: Yes, uh, that, that's, that's a great example. <laughs> Nothing Alan Moore writes is safe
1: for kids. You have Harry Potter oh. covered in eyes, pissing lightning to kill people. Come on, Watchmen that's is the greatest children's bedtime story ever.
0: Oh yes, because you know, Watchmen is I, that's that's a class A bedtime story right there.
1: That that should be on the shelf right next to if you give a mouse a cookie. Or Clifford. Yes. I could just. I don't say- know Clifford. Cliff- Clifford's kind of hardcore, man. That might be more the twenty-something bracket. I, c- yeah. I could just see my book. Sh- I could just I could just see my bookshelf now. You
0: have you know Charlotte's Web, The Trumpet of the Swans, Stuart Little, Watchmen. It's I mean it it fits.
1: But you know that that's kind of that is the mindset that a lot of people have with their game collections on the shelf. Is that it's going to be Mario, Sonic, um, Mega Man One. Be- to, uh, to yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Auto or Manhunt.
0: But, and I agree, but it, it's just, it just, when I read these types of articles, and, you know, they focus so much on the video game and not, you know, the actual problem, which is, you know, in the case of a child, an eight-year-old boy, you do not leave an, a loaded firearm unsecured or a kid can get it easily.
1: No, it was obviously the video game that's the problem.
0: And the sad thing is, is that a lot of people will blame the video game.
1: Yeah, like Fox News.
0: Well, I first saw this story, I'm looking up, you know, I was just looking through video games news, and I, I saw the article first on Fox News, and I went, wait a minute, do other news look, outlets have this story?
1: Yeah, this is honestly the first time I had heard of it, but I wasn't looking at the news. I just Googled it now, but I didn't even see it on Kotaku yet.
0: That surprises me, because, I mean, it's on CNN, you know, a lot of the major news outlets. I'm surprised it's not on more of the uh, the big video gaming sites out there, IGN Kotaku, as you
1: mentioned. I think it's got, Kotaku is usually how I get most of my video gaming news. Any news articles like this one, the first place I'll usually see them. Usually it shows up there about the same time as like CNN or Fox News. Well, I mean, if it's happening... Do you remember when this had occurred, Brian? Because I haven't found the article myself either, so sadly...
0: Um, this article... Uh, this occurred last Thursday, the 22nd. I will send you the link to it.
1: Okay, so really recently. Maybe it's with all the coverage in the news right now with uh, GameCon and a lot of the focus on next-gen systems that unfortunately got overshadowed. Or, you know, the other, and I feel kind of bad saying this, but the other side of it, why a lot of the gaming sites may not have posted much might be just be because it's almost becoming old news. And I really don't mean to offend anybody saying that, but there's been so many just general shootings and violent happenings with guns lately. maybe the game companies aren't hitting on it yet because that gaming aspect hasn't been applied by the regular media just yet. I don't know
0: that's that's probably that's that's an interesting perspective too. I mean this is becoming old hat almost and also you know maybe. You know, the gaming industry doesn't want more bad press. They get enough as it is.
1: This is true. I mean, we did just have, not too long ago, the uh, the uh, Red Hook shooting. Sandy Hook. A lot of, uh, Sandy Hook. Thank you. The Sandy Hook shooting, um, which sparked a lot of the question. I was going to say they did a shooting in Red Hook. I don't know. But, uh,. I mean, that sparked a lot of questions about gun control in general, and that wasn't that long ago. And that was, again, children, guns, and violence mixed together, so... Which... That would be interesting to see how the coverage goes from there. If they still apply the video game aspect, like with this this little kid and Grand Theft Auto, if they focus a lot on that, or if that fuels into the gun control aspect already going on.
0: It just is interesting that I see this article because just yesterday I saw an article about how um, somebody in Congress, some legislator in Congress wants to stop um, gun makers from basically putting their guns at their, their likenesses in video games.
1: Putting likenesses of the guns in video games, or
0: like not have guns in video games that are that are branded by actual gun companies,
1: but not have authentic, recognizable. This is the oh. Westing. Yes. Whatever stuff like that. Yeah, that makes more sense.
0: Yes, and 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 and, I, and when I saw that, I said the same thing. It doesn't address the problem.
1: No, not really.
0: You know, okay, no. say that legislation is successful, which it won't be. Um, so you're just going to, the, the guns are still going to be in the game. They're just going to be branded differently. That does nothing.
1: I mean, this, this reminds me of way back in the 90s. There was an incident where a kid, I think, on a playground or by his school had a, a toy gun, just a plastic toy gun. That he jokingly pulled on an officer, the cop thought the gun was real, and he shot the kid. And that's why toy guns no longer could look real, and you had to have the extreme safety orange, and even Nerf. uh that was before the 90s the Nerf that was gun the with laser tag. That was when they had laser was tag that? kids in the 80s, yeah. That was way back.
0: Oh, I guess the, the reason lasers, I
1: bring it up, though, kids would run around the neighborhood shooting each other with laser tag guns. One of them pulled them on a cop that shot him. Oh, okay. I thought it was just a... a Those don't white even white look gun. like red guns.
0: I knew there was some well, I just sort just remember of there's... incident that led to toy guns having to be capped now because there was there, some, some human stupidity uh, led to that.
1: Well, I just remember yeah. laser tag guns. So the kid pulled one on a cop, and he got I mean, I, I really don't remember all of the details. This was some time ago. But the, the reason I bring it up, though, is just in that same kind of mindset of make you, you can have a you know kid come out and and play whatever video Mass Effect, let's say. You have somebody play Mass Effect where none of the guns in Mass Effect look like anything in real life. But I don't think that just changing the gun is going to decrease any violence. I mean that's not gonna solve the problem. It's it's like you were saying, Brian, the the problem is still how are kids playing these games not designed for them, really violent? How are they getting control of the or access to these real guns? These deadly items in whoever's hands. And also, on top of that, even not beyond just the access, but where is the parents that if they have a gun in the house, they're going to take the kids, the times with their kids, and be like, okay, this is not a toy. This can really hurt you. You would never want to do this. You, never, you know, have that kind of conversation with them. I think that that's a bulk of, with the younger kids, I think that's a bulk of the problem that why all these shootings keep happening?
0: I I, I I can certainly agree with that. I mean, it's a total lack of education and total lack of parenting, to be honest.
1: Easier just to blame video games.
0: It, it's and that's historically always been the case. You know, it's always easier to blame something else than address the actual problem. I mean, I mean, back you know a few decades ago, it was rock music. You know, rap oh, yeah. music and you know, video games are just right a mutton, right up there with anything else.
1: Well, this is this is actually possibly a good time too to um, sort of add on to this discussion. One of my topics, which I think goes real hand in hand with it, go right ahead. Um, which is the improvement of graphics in games and the problems. That are going to rise with them, not just with uh, violence. You know, you know. If there's more games. You can almost see the intestines in the zombie or the person you decapitate, whatever. But also just the realistic aspect when you have you know themes of games like God of War. When you have the sex mini games, you have people in such an uproar over that. And I think uh, a Mass Effect two would be the you know, the, the the little sex scenes in the game, which are no worse than a PG-13 movie at times. Yeah, they generally just faded to black. Yeah, but there's, we're hearing more and more about them. As the graphics, as they become clearer, and aren't just the 8-bit little whatever that they were for, Custard's Last Stand and all that, it's now hitting, I think, with popularity of video games, and just with how the graphics look so like going forward from that as we have the next gen consoles coming out and we know that there's going to be even more high definition what kind of issues do we see with how more realistic games are going to be I
0: don't know if it presents so much a problem I mean we've got movies
1: yeah we've got movies yeah but this is uh... yeah I mean, this is still... We've already kind of seen it... We've seen it with um, Hot Coffee. With Theftado, San Andreas, was it? Oh, yeah. yes. The wonderful
0: the hot coffee.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, that hot polygon-on-polygon polygon action where it, it if you watch scrambled porn on cable, it's going to look clearer than what that was. But that... There was such a news... And it's it's similar to the the kind of the, the violence in video games now, just in general. But there is so much news coverage over Hot Coffee because it was learned that in a video game, kids could have sex, and it was so realistic. And it's going to show them things that they might not be ready to learn yet. It's 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 the same as you know violence in video games. That same aspect, but it's really just become. And except in this case, there's no kid going out playing the hot coffee mod and then having a hookup and hot coffee. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I, mean, I, I see what you're saying. I mean,
0: you, I mean, video games are much more interactive than a movie. And again, I go back to we have a rating system in place. These games are designed for a specific target audience. And it's up to, if you have young kids, it's up to the parents. To educate themselves on what the hell their kids are playing.
1: Yeah, and it takes
0: too much work. It's it's no secret. I mean, there we there there is no nothing to hide. You can look up any game, any, and find out what its rating is and why it has that rating. There's no there's no secret here. It's right on the box. Not, Every
1: single time they act like it's a huge surprise.
0: It's not even in tiny print. It's very clearly marked.
1: Yeah, often I've noticed that uh, I think it was Target, some of the higher ratings, yeah, those higher than G, weren't just in the the kind of pull off the, the shelf, flip it over look at, but were in the sealed security box that had to be unlocked by one of their staffing as well so it was like that extra little level of hey, this game is different from um, Hello Kitty Adventure Island because there can be blood and tits in this game.
0: I mean, Grand Theft Auto is is, is a, a mature rated game. Mass Effect with, with its uh, they're really not gratuitous sex scenes. I mean, it's again, you know, the fade to black. We can't have... Exactly. Everything is conveniently covered. Very conveniently. I mean, obviously, you know what's going on, but still. But again, these games are not meant for children. So, I mean, what more can the gaming industry do? I mean, they put all this information out there to begin with. This is true. I, I can't I can't think of anything more the gaming industry can do. I mean, they've put the ratings on the boxes, they're clear as day. You can even go onto the ESRB yeah. website for fuck's sake. Look up any game and it will give you the rating and it will tell you why the games are rated. I mean, every single Mass Effect game is rated M. And it says right on it why it's rated M: blood, language, n- uh, partial nudity, sexual themes, violence. I mean,
1: yeah. Actually, looking at the rating and reading it means actually doing work. So you think it's just too lazy to follow through with the with checking, seeing what what's going on, or I, I just I, yeah? Easy. I think it's it's largely laziness. As like you said, it's all right there information and everything they just have to actually read it
0: it's it's all right and 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 more and more video game retailers are policing themselves they won't sell an m-rated game to a kid i mean there have been places where when i was younger i got carded when i tried to buy an m-rated game
1: yeah i i don't think it's in I don't think the problem, like you said, is with the video game companies. I don't think it's with the retail stores either. It really comes down to the parents. And I think, oh, I can agree with both of you guys that is a mixture of laziness on parents' part. And I really stand by it and I think that it's part, even, even As our generation, those of us that literally grew up with Nintendo and Super Nintendo and grew up with video games, even as we're becoming parents now of these kids, there's those of us that I think still have that, are trapped in that mindset of video games good for the kids. And they'll have, and you know, somewhere there will be that knowledge that, okay, Grand Theft Auto Little Johnny shouldn't play unless... He's got a parent around that can kind of... Or, we're just not letting him play that at all. But I think it can be so easy for that to, like, slip the mind and just end up with the other games. That it's 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 like we're not... Mentally... We're, we can't mentally separate yet. As weird as that sounds. Well, I end up with people who think Grand Theft Auto is just going to be just like Animal Crossing. Hey, Animal Crossing is dark. <laughs> I'm gonna fool you. There's, a, there's, Better pay your rent on time in Animal Crossing, or the mayor will get you. There's a, there's a
0: seamy underbelly with him.
1: I've heard all about Thomas Nook, and now he takes out your kneecaps. Well, let's. Here's a question to kind of just raise up and all. Why is? And I know in our conversation we're, we've been saying ground depth out a lot because in the case of the. Uh, event that we started this show talking about um, it was Grand Theft Auto the kid was playing Yep. but just looking at media coverage in general too, why do you think there's so much negative coverage for the Grand Theft Auto series compared to other mature games out there? I mean we, we've mentioned Manhunt, we've mentioned God of War, um, <coughs> There's plenty of games that, you know, you walk around and you can encounter a hooker on the street. You encounter blood flying from bullet wounds. You have drug addicts. So why Grand Theft Auto? Why does that seem to get the burden of, like, the negative publicity? Is it just coincidence, or...?
0: Well, I mean, I know Grand Theft Auto, at the time, made a history of pushing the envelope. In terms of what it could get away with, it's also immensely popular. I mean, Grand Theft Auto was a very, very successful franchise, and when you are when you are a very successful franchise, you're you kind of end up having a target. I it, in a in a similar analogy, it's kind of like McDonald's is the one that has the bullseye for the obesity issues in this country.
1: Yeah, when well, Burger King is probably just about the same sort of stuff in their burgers.
0: Yeah, so I mean Grand Theft Auto, I mean, there's a ton of other violent video games out there, but Grand Theft Auto is the one with the target because it's one of the most popular. And it it's it's prided itself on that. That's that's my answer to your question.
1: Yeah, that's a good answer. I I think that you, I think that you're is publicity. I think you're on something there, and I, I think in my own answer that. I think a lot of it is just because like you said, they were the first ones kind of to push the envelope so much have that reputation. So they're now the they're now the uh, the like easy name for anybody to come up to when they're coming up with an example of extremely violent games or troubling games, whether it's other gamers, media, parents, you know, whoever. I think that they've just gotten, gotten themselves into a bad group, a bad reputation just by starting off. Which is funny too though, because the very first Grand Theft Auto was, you know, the top down little what, sixteen yeah, 30 or thirty two bit, I don't remember PS one yeah, cars. Yeah. No, they so. had a version of Game Boy, so they even had eight bit. That played about the same as the PS one version. Was that overhead view. Oh, yeah.
0: And, you know, right from the first game, um, you know, they say, oh, it's got extreme violence. But then again, the extreme violence in Grand Theft Auto 1 is nothing compared to what you can pull off in, in the current game. So, it's kind of like 20 years ago People were, you know, parents were up in arms about the amount of blood and decapitation in Mortal Kombat and Doom. Now I look at those games and I'm like, really? You were up
1: in arms over that? Yep, I remember Mortal Kombat's wonderfully notorious uh, bad press for fatalities and And the blood that was always flesh.
0: So, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is kind of like the McDonald's, if you will, of violent video games. They're the easily recognizable name. They're amongst the, the most popular violent franchises out there. So they're the ones that are going to get the flack anytime you hear something, you know, some you know, kid shooting, you know, a school shooting, or something like that, or some, uh, you know, mentally ill person. They're the first names that pop to mind. I can see that. Yeah, it makes them a big target. So that is That's my two cents To that particular question So with that Said Grendel do you have Anything that is on your Mind video game related that you would like To throw out here
1: I'm suddenly Coming up with a blank (laughs) probably come up with something
0: I'll come back I'll come back to you okay there's one one other thing That uh, I saw recently That uh, I wouldn't mind Mentioning um, there was a recent video game, there was a recent study, and I, I see studies like this pretty regularly. Um, it's, it's pretty much a, a proven fact that video games, uh, improve your reflexes. I mean, that. I've, I've certainly noticed that. Most people who play video games notice that. Oh, yeah. Um, but there was a recent study, um, that was published in the journal Plus One um it was carried out by uh researchers at Queen Mary and University College in London uh it showed that cognitive flexibility uh can be improved by strategy based video games uh the particular details of the study um they had uh, they had 72 volunteers um and they played the game Uh, either StarCraft or The Sims. And they played, whatever game they played, they played a game for 40 hours over the course of 6 to 8 weeks. Most of the participants were female. Uh, The reason why they couldn't get a sufficient number of males was because the study was, they said, quote, the study was unable to recruit a sufficient number of male volunteers who played video games for less than 2 hours a week.
1: Well, we like to uh, marathon when we video game. Don't oh,
0: we? we certainly do. I mean, You're I could
1: really playing for at least four hours at a time.
0: Yeah, per day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> per day, I come home from work and play video game until I go to bed.
0: So, well, my... I know. Okay, keep going.
1: Uh, I was just gonna say, I, I know uh, it was brought up in uh, uh, a previous show that I was in. About video games improving dexterity for surgeons, and I actually found the article and was reading it a little earlier today. just part just there. Yeah, sorry, just published last week um, as part of a study by an Iowa state psychologist that's looking into how video game playing, um, and I guess this is just any standard video game playing is helping the fine motor skill and dexterity of of surgeons, um, both that work with an an old-fashioned, you know, are there live in the surgery room, as well as combat surgeons that are doing uh, the robotic surgeries that are slowly gaining ground. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, Katie wasn't talking out of her ass when she mentioned that.
1: No, she was, uh, she was legit. So we have cognitive skills and dexterity being improved by video games.
0: So they played, uh, the, the, the people in this study, uh, research found that the people who played StarCraft experienced gains in their performance on the psychological tests that they had taken after the study period. They had greater speed and accuracy in cognitive flexibility tasks which were meant to assess the ability of a person to switch from one task to another
1: than those who played The Sims. (laughs) Well, I could kind of see why. I mean, StarCraft, you've got resource management and Dozens of units. The Sims, you're doing house- around for. Yeah, the Sims, you're playing house with dolls, basically. You have to take out the garbage and wash the dishes in The Sims.
0: And I've seen gameplay of both StarCraft and The Sims. I mean, StarCraft, you, I mean, there is constant things going on on screen. You know, there's a lot of fast shifting gameplay. Uh, researchers found that, that, uh, the volunteers who played the most complex version of the video game performed the best in post-game psychological tests. And, uh, further, furthermore, they added that we need to understand now what exactly about these games is leading to these changes and whether these cognitive boosts are permanent or if they dwindle over time. Once they have that understanding, it could become possible to develop clinical interventions for symptoms related to, uh, ADHD or traumatic brain injury, for example. I mean, like anything else. I mean, if you train your brain to think on the fly,
1: and I'm training well. I mean, listen well, that- it. It's really no surprise that challenging your brain is gonna increase it. I mean, whether it's luminosity that you can find. Ads for on regular TV, back to Sudoku, um, or even the uh, the Rubik's Cube. Everybody loves to make jokes about the Rubik's Cube, and you know you have a sitcom where this brilliant guy won't quite like, be able to figure it out, but some bonehead will pick it up and match the colors and things. But it's 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 challenging your mind to think beyond just one simple task of pick this up, move it there. To all these multiple little tasks and problems, and I think in case of like StarCraft, because it's it's a real time strategy game. It's not turn based. It's not you sitting there for like four minutes trying to decide what your next move is. You have to you react to now. Heather, right on top too in StarCraft. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the Zerg rushes. I mean
0: probably to to many of us listening to this podcast you know many of us are, are gamers so i mean we read a study we read an article about a study like this and probably some of us are out there probably are wondering well fucking duh but i mean it's oh, there was
1: oh, i'm sorry go ahead
0: i mean it's it's good that we we get studies like this to you know reaffirm because there are other studies out there
1: that are just totally bunk. That's so how no, we get there stuff like, There's not a planet. There is a book, and I'm trying to... I'm actually Googling the name to try and get what the name of the author was again. But uh, there was a, a book out for um, teachers, like high school teachers. And it was titled What Video Games Have to Teach Us About Literacy. And in it, it's a college professor, It's a, uh, he's a professor of education, so he's not a psychologist, he's not, uh, that began this study when he noticed, I think it was his nephew was playing um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but they listed the actual game in store. oh, it was uh, Pikmin. It's like his nephew is playing Pikmin, which is kind of a weird a game outside the norm anyway. It it redefines some of its own controls. But as he's watching, this this kid could tell him everything about the lore of Pikmin, exactly what the controls and the rules of this world he was in. And this was a five-year-old boy. Uh, So the author of the book, and when I get the name, I will, of course, share that, but after the book began a study where he was basically studying, introduced a new game to the kid. Uh, and I think two other kids about the same age, between 5 and 10, uh, they weren't allowed to read any the user manual for it. They could only experience the game itself. And he studied how they learned about not just the controls of the game. You know, I push up to go forward, I push back to go back, but also what the lore was in the game, from the in-game text, the subtle hints. And it, was, it became this, this huge study. That he performed, and he started pushing out that video games are a great tool to teach about literacy because they require you to get more involved with the world, and in being a, a multi uh, multi-sense environment, you know, sight, sound, um, in some ways, tackle feedback. If you have like the rumbling controller, they're, they're able to deliver a bit more than just. Like text on the page so there's more subtle cues to help develop basic literacy skills
0: I think the book you are referring to is called uh, What Video Games Have to Teach Us About Learning and Literacy by James Paul G
1: that sounds about right this, I, I read it and did a study with it in my class probably in 2007 so might be a little rusty here
0: I think that might be the book you're talking about. Well, it's the only one that's coming up on search. Is about, you know, video games. With
1: the, yeah, it's, yeah. The author does sound familiar. Yep. The only one. I just googled it.
0: Oh, I love Google. But yes, I mean, video yes, games can definitely. can can do a, a variety of things. You know, a lot of positive stuff. You know, unlike the ongoing studies that keep showing up as inconclusive as to whether video games cause violence. So. Yeah. So. Alrighty, well, this first half has gone on for a pretty long while, so we'll we'll close this first half. Second half, we'll continue our open discussion, and... Grendel will dig into the recesses of his brain to uh, throw a topic at us for discussion. So, on that Come note, on,
1: Grendel, we all know you want to talk about Angry Birds. <laughs> yes, I want to talk about Angry Birds. Yeah, he
0: can if he wants, but he'll have some time to think about it. We'll have some music. We'll cut out for a few minutes, and we'll go into our second half. You're listening to downloadable content. We'll be back. <laughs> Second half of downloadable content, our open discussion, free play episode. We're all still here. No one has gone off to do their own thing. Not yet. That'll be after the episode. That'll be after. Long, the episode.
1: long time from now. Yes. Galaxy far away.
0: But somehow still in the future. So, yes, we are back with our second half. We're going to do more open discussion. Anything video game related, we'll bring it up here, and I I think now, in, in the intermission, Grendel finally came up with what he wanted to talk about, so it is with Grendel we will open, so take it away.
1: Yeah, Xbox One. Ooh. Where do you start? I'm still figuring, at this point, I'm more likely to get a PS4 than an Xbox One, just after everything.
0: Well, Funny you should say that, because with how ham-fisted Microsoft has been throughout this entire Xbox One mess, it got so convoluted that in the most recent issue of Game Informer, they actually created a flowchart to keep track of it all.
1: I believe it.
0: You know, starting... I can that. Starting... Uh, Starting with the, the announcements, the, the big bravado announcements of, well, you know, if you don't want on, to be online, we have a device for that. It's called the 360. You know, it's always going to be connected to the internet. No used games. The Connect is always going to be there. The Connect is required to play that. And then they have pretty much gone back on everything.
1: It's like Reed, during the intermission, was talking about a comic where it's Microsoft. Guys in a group trying to figure out, with Xbox One and all the publicity, they got re-engineered, and it's the Xbox One everyone wants. It's a 360. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find the name of which comic it was. Oh, here we are. It's, um, another video game webcomic is the name of the series. And they did a three panel comic where it's the engineers talking about how Xbox is a disaster. There's so much negativity that these you know, three engineers have been asked to go back and, and, and redesign what they can uh, to the Xbox to give the fans what they want. They're like, Take out the DRM, make it so the connect isn't always on. Actually make it so you can disconnect the connect altogether. And the last panel shows a guy leaning over happy and saying, Good work team, I think people are really going to enjoy the new, new Xbox. And it's an Xbox 360.
0: It's basically what it's come to. I mean, we're reaching the point now where um, in the latest round of reversal, they now have come out and said that the Connect is not going to be required for the system, which meant invariably that someone was going to ask, well, are you going to put out an Xbox One?" that doesn't have the connect.
1: Nope. No. So it's all gonna be the price tag, it's just you're also gonna have a connect whether you want one or not.
0: Uh, I think at this point really the connect is the only thing keeping it five hundred bucks.
1: Yeah. That's probably why you're not gonna have one without a connect.
0: And and really, I mean I think the beginning of the end for for Microsoft with this whole mess really came at E3 when Sony just basically eviscerated them. With that yeah. with that award-winning video of how you share a, a PS4
1: video game. <laughs> yeah, that I think was one of the biggest nails in the cut. Co- that, the always-on, and I think really, especially in the gaming community, The whole sharing aspect is what a lot of the negativity kind of sprung off of. I I mean, I know myself, as a very casual console gamer, I don't have nearly as many console games as Grendel or many of my other friends. So if a game looks interesting to me, and I know like Grendel has it, I'll ask him to borrow it, I'll take the disc, I'll try it out. If I really like it... I'm probably either going to get my own copy, especially if it's something I can play online, possibly with him, or I'm going to get my own copy and the sequel to the game comes out, such as Dead Space, Dead Space 1 and 2. I got both of those for my PC, but because I was able to try it on the Xbox, like the game, like the series, and purchase the games. Yeah, I borrowed... Jesse's copy of Assassin's Creed way back in Rosendale, once they had it on Xbox Live, I downloaded it. They so really enjoyed the game. It would have been indifferent if I hadn't played it before. Plus I get most of my games most of the time used. For me a lot of it too was a whole no used games deal.
0: I think Microsoft has certainly gained back some of its lost fan base with their constant reversals. But I think right now, Sony is the far and away winner.
1: It seems that way.
0: Uh, you don't think Nintendo's winning? Uh, right now, I think Nintendo is trying to figure out what the hell uh, a video game system is.
1: No, I think right now Nintendo's trying to catch up and realize that, you know, hey, there's certain aspect. Wiggling your controller to control is cool and all, but there's certain other aspects of video gaming now that, the, that gamers want. Multiplayer online, nice graphics, and the processing power to have more than three zombies in a zombie horde on your screen at a time.
0: How about that? How's that for a crazy idea? Oh, yeah. Although Nintendo is still also trying to figure out what an online system is. So be that as...
1: It was like years ago when Sony came out with the first PSP. They kept pushing like, you can watch movies on it. And then it was like, video games was an afterthought. I think all of them have had their time where they're like, trying to figure out what exactly they're doing.
0: And I said it in earlier episodes, I said that Microsoft is now this generation Sony, because Sony in the last go around was the one that promised everybody the moon with the PS3 and then yeah. failed to deliver on half of it.
1: You got to form and grow instead.
0: Microsoft hasn't even had the luxury of backtracking with their console having been released. They're still backtracking, and we haven't even—we're not anywhere close to November yet. You know, PS4 is coming out November fifteenth. You know, four days before my birthday, so I know exactly what I'm not getting for my birthday. And uh, well, that's all right. I never buy a video game console at launch anyway. So,
1: yeah, I think a 360 was out a few years before I got one.
0: Yeah, and I've only I've only owned a 360 for the last year and a half.
1: Yeah, a lot of the units had red ringed and died. With-
0: yeah, uh, that's why I don't, that, that's exactly why I don't buy a system at launch. Let everybody else break it first.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much my take. That's why I waited to get a 360.
0: Also keep in mind, November, uh, PS4 comes out November 15th, and then right after that is Black Friday. I do not want to be anywhere near a Walmart on both of those days.
1: I avoid retail like the plague during the holidays. Oh yeah. I worked Black Friday at Best Buy when the PlayStation Portable first came out. That yeah, never again. Never again. Do you know what? I don't need to because I have a PC. So there. Exactly. There's
0: Reed acting all superior again.
1: Cuz he's Just a PC because
0: I am Superior. Just get used to it. Yeah, huh. Um but yeah, I do not want to be Around when the PS4 comes out. I don't want to be around when the Xbox One is released because I'll just be watching the internet starting to count the articles of people getting stabbed, mugged, run over,
1: or getting a box full of rocks. Because I think that happened with when PS3 and 360 first came out, people were buying boxes at Walmart, taking them home, finding out they were full of rocks or gravel. I did not hear of that. That's a new one. I do remember something. I think it was more people who gained it off eBay, though, Grendel. I don't think they were actually gaining it from... <laughs> yeah. There were a couple of retail locations. And I'm pretty sure one was Walmart's. Where someone bought a console. It might not have been a 360. It might have been a Wii, I'm thinking of. But they brought it home. They opened a box, and it was a sealed box and everything. And full of rocks. Like, wherever they pat whatever factory they packaged it in, they just made off of the console, switched rocks for the console, sealed up the box like they normally would, and sent it out. Jeez. Um,
0: I, I found the article that you were talking about, Grendel. It wasn't a PS3, it was a 3DS. Okay. Uh, it was a 3DS. Um,
1: I knew it was some kind of console or a portable.
0: Uh, basically, uh, this happened last year. This happened last Christmas. Um, a woman bought a 3DS for her son, only to find out on Christmas morning that the contents had been replaced with rocks. And she did, she purchased <laughs> the 3DS from a Walmart, and Walmart explained to the, to, uh, to Fox News that these types of scams occur when people return items to a retailer with the merchandise missing. Oh, Walmart customer service.
1: Yeah, Walmart doesn't.
0: Well, that's what happens when uh, Walmart managers basically just say take back anything.
1: Yeah, that's about right.
0: So yes, it was it was a uh, it was a 3ds that was a, that was had a box of rocks.
1: Someone had a happy Christmas.
0: Yeah, I would think that a box of rocks in a PS3 box would be a little harder to scam. Especially considering how big the PS3 is. Especially if you have one of the original PS3s like I do, and it's a big, massive side (laughs) of beef.
1: Yeah, the original one is pretty big.
0: (laughs) I'm sure it could power a small village... I think they
1: were blowing out the fuses with the first NPC when they were plugging three of them in. Oh yeah, the local gaming connection went half the building lost power because they plugged two PlayStation threes in. I was I was there for that. It
0: was a uh, that was that was funny.
1: I've seen videos where they've converted the top of a PS3 into a grill, like the first models, ones that really get would run hot.
0: So basically your own Sony George Foreman grill.
1: Yeah. Like, you, they were cooking steak on it while they were playing, I think, one of the Grand Theft Autos or something. Well, with all this talk about, like, PS3 and Xbox, or PS4, Xbox One, and all that, my question is, do we even need new consoles yet? I mean... happy yeah, re- with we- the current generation for a little bit longer... I mean
0: I, I mean I personally am I don't think we need a new console just I mean I know typically normally we get new consoles every 5 or 6 years you know PS3 is going on 7 years Xbox 360 is going on 8 so this current generation has been going on quite a bit longer than we're accustomed to Um I still have plenty of games left in the tank that I want to play for both systems so I I'll, I'll be content with it for a long time
1: Yeah, because what really... All the Xbox One Connect being on all the time and slight improvement to graphics, what really are the new systems bringing that's different than the older ones? I mean, the Wii I can kind of... The Wii U I can kind of understand not so much as a brand new edition console as much as Nintendo realizing that they need to catch up and basically making the Wii 2.0. Yeah. But in terms of PlayStation and Xbox, why? Why do we need a new console?
0: The, the only thing that... And, and the thing that, that makes me sad about uh, the new consoles is... I mean, if you I don't know if you guys have seen the launch title list yet for right. the PS4 and the 360. But most of it is franchise right. crap. Most of it is sequels and... You know, or, or. Yeah, the thing that's, like, original. And so, I mean, I'm just concerned that the PS4 and the Xbox One are just going to continue this trend of sequels and prequels and reboots and just franchise spam with with very little originality.
1: There is, I think, one game coming out for next gen consoles that I'm interested in. The new one. Which one? Uh, Watchdogs. Uh, no, that that's not even the one that's got me really excited. For me, it's Titanfall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that you can see that. It. It's yeah, it, it's it is and it is in the new game, I guess, because it, it's another. I mean, really, you look at it in a way, it's Call of Duty. But there's this whole giant mech aspect. It's it's an attempt at something. And it looks really badass. It's the only thing with new consoles that excites me. And I still have to ask, though, why do we need a new console for a game like that? Why couldn't that have been done on 360 and PlayStation 3? Yeah, it's... Kind of my take, because I've seen the videos for like Watch Dogs and the newer games for Xbox One, PS4, and all I can think of is it looks like something you could do on PS3 or a 360.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, th- there are games that I'm looking forward to on the PS4, but they're not coming out until significantly later. I mean, we've got Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, Final Fantasy 15, I'm keeping an eye on, uh, Destiny, that's the next Bungie game. Oh, you mean the
1: Halo. In an alternate universe Halo game. That's what that one looks like to me. Master Chief has a poncho.
0: <laughs> um, the next game by Supergiant, Transistor. I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm hoping that indie games get a stronger showing. Uh, speak- yeah, Speaking of indie games... Uh, a brief update, uh, we had... I mentioned uh, uh, a couple of episodes ago in the last free play about uh, the Kickstarter uh, Shadow of the Eternals, which was supposed to be a spiritual successor to Eternal Darkness. Uh, that Kickstarter failed miserably. Uh, while they were asking for $750,000, they only got 323950 Wow. So, I mean, as much as I would like to see a sequel to Eternal Darkness, uh, I'm not particularly pleased that the guy who ran Silicon Knights into the ground is the head of the company that would be making this type of successor. Your brief little indie game update there. Uh, Meanwhile, the other indie game that I mentioned in the last free play episode, Project Phoenix, is doing just fine.
1: And Fez they cancelled, or Fez 2 they cancelled.
0: Fez 2 they cancelled, we mentioned that in the last free play episode because of... Yeah, uh, because of... Ju- that's a messy situation right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I had listened to the episode yet.
0: Um, and... I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna... I mean, I don't usually buy a video game system until there are enough games... That I'm interested in come out for me to actually want to purchase the system,
1: right? Because otherwise, you're stuck with the system and you got one or two games to play over and over and over again no more come out.
0: It's the same reason why I don't own a Wii U yet. I mean, I'm I've been a Nintendo fanboy since I was a kid. I think most of us were since the Nintendo. And but there's there's no good games on the Wii U. I mean, okay, Smash Brothers. The next Smash Brothers game is in development, but that's just one game.
1: Yeah, you kind of need more than one game to make it worth paying hundreds of bucks for. I
0: think I think Ben gave me a good rule of thumb. You know, as soon as the amount of video games that you want exceed the price of the console, then then go for it.
1: Yeah, then it's justifiable to buy one. So but when the number of games out there you want is like one or two. But again, PS3 came out, the only game really that came out for I had any interest in was Metal Gear Solid 4. I wasn't going to buy a whole system for one game.
0: Yeah, that's just no.
1: Every other game that came out was coming out for 360, so. The last console I bought was the Wii. And it was, I'd been looking at it for a while, and really when I finally bought it. It just happened to be on chance when there's the craze of all of the parents buying it. It was so hard to find. Well, actually, me and Grendel, Grendel was there with me walking to a KB's, and I was intrigued by the story, so I asked them if they happened half the week, just to see if it was still hard to find. They had two left. So on the way, yeah. I had the money and decided to pick it up. That was the last console... I bought myself. I recently got an Xbox for Christmas from Grundle. But from that time, I had the Wii that I played a few games on. Aside from that, I've been playing most of the same games that have interested me on the 360 or the PlayStation 3 on my PC. And in, in the case of that, instead of paying what was two or $300 for either of those systems, The most I would have to pay is, I think, $100 to upgrade a video card. So I really don't see the point in the next-gen systems other than a few game exclusives in getting either of the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4 or even the Wii U.
0: So I mean I mean obviously there's going to be a ton of people I mean tons of people have already pre-ordered the ps4 um, I don't know if the Xbox one still have the same uh, fervor that Sony has. I mean Sony right now is hitting all of the right buttons
1: yeah, I think the Xbox one and of left a lot of people feeling burned
0: I don't blame them. Nope. I, I don't blame them in the slightest. I mean Microsoft has the, the damage it, we'll see if if all, all of their, you know, being big and bad ends up biting them in the ass. But we'll see. I mean Sony is is 400 bucks to the Xbox one's 500. I mean the Wii still the Wii U is 300. So I mean those are your your prices right there.
1: Yeah, I'm perfectly fine waiting. Just play the 360 games I already have and maybe get a console further down the line when they're cheaper, too. I still don't see the, the need for new consoles out yet. And and I know, like you said, Brian, usually the practice is about five years and console comes out, but... Yeah. I mean, what what is either the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One? really bringing new other than, again, slightly better graphics and a bit more processing power, but what are they really going to do with all that processing power? From looking at the graphics so far, not too much graphically. Make another grill out of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a- the only reason I would be looking into another console is just because as usual new console comes out, eventually old console gets abandoned. abandon you want to play any new games that come out, get a new console. Like stuff that's been since Nintendo... Super Nintendo.
0: Well, I think I will will have to, uh... To... I think I'm not the only one basically... Saying that we're probably going to keep our... PS3s and our Xbox 360s... Around for a good long while. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean just earlier this past year uh, earlier this year I should say uh, the last PS2 game was made so I still think we're going to get 360 and Xbox 3. Uh, we're going to get PS3 and Xbox 360 games for a good long while because uh, Sony, yeah. Sony and Microsoft don't do what Nintendo does uh, Nintendo's practice
1: can't a console and all the games when a new one comes out it is true
0: yeah, Nintendo does the the, uh, the thing of as soon as a new console comes out, the old one is dead to them. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Which I, hate. I I always hated that practice. I'm like, really?
1: It always drove me nuts. Well, Grundo, that's what made you go from uh, Super Nintendo to the PlayStation. Yeah. And instead of going Super Nintendo to N64 was when... They were announcing they were no longer going to be supporting Super Nintendo. Yeah, I got fed up and said I'm going with PlayStation. I mean, you got a Nintendo 64 eventually, but that was years later. They were on sale and cheap.
0: And I mean, I, the the Wii U's been now been out for a while, and I I still have really no interest to get it.
1: Something I've been hearing from a lot of people, like even diehard Nintendo fans, still they're still saying that there's not much to really. Entice them to buy a Wii U.
0: Although you you do rea- you do realize that as soon as Nintendo creates a HD 1080p Zelda game with ultra realistic graphics,
1: Link suddenly has pores.
0: Yeah, the, the game the then the Wii U will be selling like hotcakes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing, and I mentioned this a few episodes ago that. Nintendo has... Nintendo gained such a huge fan following of casual fans that it left its hardcore fans way the hell behind.
1: That's why they didn't get a Wii. No, that's exactly it. They catered to... I mean, we had the longest run... Uh, Look at when the, the Wii came out. You had the longest run of, like, Cooking Mama type games on it. When people like, where's the Zelda? Where's Metroid? I and mean, there's meta. a good Metroid game. Good games for Wii, but majority of the games that came out were like that Cooking Mama mini game. Stuff you can play on like Facebook or your phone.
0: I'm just like, come on, Nintendo. Where are, you know, where are the hardcore games? And they showed off a pretty good lineup uh, at E3, but those are still way down the road.
1: As long as we don't get another other round.
0: I don't think we uh, are. I, th- I think uh, I think you can be reasonably secure. The, uh, the fact that the Wii U is getting Bayonetta two, that was an interesting. Uh... Yeah, I did not see that coming. No, neither no, about that till just now. Well, I watched the uh, the Nintendo uh, press release for E three, and yeah, Bandetta Two is going to be exclusive to the Wii U. Wow! And I, when I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, isn't this is uh isn't it? That looks like Devil May Cry, but with a female protagonist.
1: Well, that's what the first game was too—a double may cry with girl who basically goes naked to attack you with her hair with some of her moves. Oh, so she's Sindel. Yeah, is yeah. <laughs> half her attacks are all hair based, like giant hair fists or something? Yeah, because wasn't isn't her clothes supposed to be her spell? Yeah, her clothes are her hair.
0: Which? yeah. Anybody else have any other things they want to bring up?
1: Oh, that was my big one.
0: That was your big one, and I know you wanted a good Xbox
1: rant, so. Everybody needs a good Xbox rant once in a while. Oh, that was brewing for a while. (laughs) Well, I've got one if nobody else has. Go ahead. Why is everything becoming an MMO? They've announced, not only have they announced the Elder Scrolls Online, as a massive player online. You know, an MMO. But there's going to be Grand Theft Auto online now. That's news to me. Yeah, that was announced at uh, uh, GameCon, I think. That there's going to be Grand Theft Auto online. Yeah. Like, one of the Yeah, they, like, let me see if I can find some details on that announcement. But uh, I know they just we're talking about it's for the the next big Grand Theft Auto after um, is it five that's coming out next? Yeah. Or past five. No, it'll be five.
0: Well, keep in mind how much how popular online multiplayer has become. Now everybody wants to get in on it.
1: Well, no, th- th- this isn't just like a, a multiplayer section of uh, a single-player game. This isn't like multiplayer on Halo or something like that. This is a full online MMO. And I'm going to send you a link to a news article from, uh, actually from Rockstars themselves. Okay. Um, with, yeah, th- it's going to be a full online, like, oh, World of Warcraft traditional MMO in the Grand Theft Auto universe. Does that mean you're going to have NPCs tell you to go kill fuckers and bring you back their gins? Probably. <laughs> go kill five meth heads, bring you back their dime bags. Get $10,000. I mean, with MMOs
0: becoming more and more The thing, apparently. Um, I I don't know. And, you know, it's also going to be... You know that this is going to be immensely popular as well. Even big names that come out as an MMO,
1: doesn't automatically guarantee they're going to be popular and they're going to survive? Yeah, I
0: I know. Basically, anything Square does with an MMO. (laughs) Yeah. If there is yeah. one video game company that should not be in the business of making MMOs, it's Square. Final Fantasy yeah. eleven, I mean, it's still going on. People still play it. They are about to relaunch Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh they've made Dragon Quest X an MMO, a Wii Only MMO. <laughs> No wonder why it hasn't come out in this country, and I'm just like, I'm just like, no squared, no, 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 no. Why? I'm
1: waiting for the Bioshock MMO.
0: No, but I'm waiting. love a Mass Effect one. No, but I am waiting for the the uh, the Bioshock DLC, uh, which takes place in Rapture, the Bioshock Infinite DLC.
1: Yeah, it's got, like, the girl from Bioshock Infinite in Rapture. Yep. Is it involving time travel or something?
0: Don't know yet. But given the way Bioshock Infinite ended, it's certainly possible.
1: I haven't actually played Infinite yet, so I have no clue how it ended. Okay, I won't spoil it for you. It was all a dream. I will spoil it for you. (laughs) That would probably make me throw the controller at my TV then.
0: No, 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 it doesn't have... No, I had to replay the ending a couple of times. I mean, I I do have Bioshock Infinite. And the ending was great. The thing is, it just... They gave... They shot a lot of information at you very quickly. And I had to replay the ending a couple of times because I was like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) But I, I enjoyed the game immensely, so... Very, very good game. But yes, Grand Theft Auto Online. I mean, and as you mentioned, Reed, Bethesda's getting in on it with the Elder Scrolls Online.
1: Yeah, it's like, where... And and I guess you kind of raised a good point with everybody's jumping on a multiplayer bandwagon in terms of just games happening, a multiplayer aspect itself. But like, how long is it going to be before we just see that become just everything being an MMO, basically? Anyone hey, have to worry about I mean, Grendel, weren't, for a video game anymore. Well weren't you saying, Greno that um uh Dead Rights Two, whatever Xbox 360 game you were just playing. Yeah, it was Dead Rights Two, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Uh, weren't you saying yeah. something about like while you're playing other players can kind of just like pop into your your world, your game yeah. in multiplayer? Just kind of pop in, kill zombies with you all of a sudden. I mean, it comes up with a message that they're joining, and if you want them to join, yes or no. So they don't just pop up, it does warn you and give you a choice. But that's just when, when you're does, playing the game, right? Sorry? That's not like... You're not going into a a multiplayer option. First. No, that's you're just, just when you're playing the game.
0: I, 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 I don't... I mean, multiplayer. Everyone's getting in on the bandwagon, but I don't. Th- I mean, I love my single-player games. I don't think that's going away.
1: Yeah, there's some games that I'd rather play single-player and not have a multiplayer too. Assassin's Creed, I can't see that working at all as multiplayer.
0: I mean, there. Uh, I mean, multiplayer is is fun and all, but I think ultimately that the quality is going to drop. I mean, the more MMOs you have, I mean, then it's, I think if you keep going down that train, the inevitable uh,
1: result is crapware. Yeah. What? what you're not going to have a good time playing uh, Grand Theft Auto and it's deep criminal underworld story when you've got the player Big Dick on one side and I'm a brony on the other side of you. <laughs> I Wearing like a giant rubber Chun Li mask or something, and hitting that guy with the dildo, and jumping up and down randomly for no reason.
0: Every game needs a Leroy Jenkins, but anyway, I I I think that the that the quality would suffer. I mean, also more and more of these online MMOs
1: require more and more servers. Yeah, servers aren't cheap. Uh, they're getting cheaper though, and smaller. Hmm. So, I mean, and, it's I, becoming I, much easier.
0: I mean, as a person who doesn't really play MMOs, I, I don't think the the single player function on games will go away, but I, I don't I don't really see the MMO fad ending well. I could be wrong.
1: I don't see it ending.
0: Be that as it may. But I think we are about to wind down here. I think we are about to wind down. Does anyone have anything else they want to bring up before we put this to bed?
1: There needs to be a video game with zombie dinosaurs.
0: Um, I think Dino Crisis tried that.
1: Oh, they were mutant dinosaurs, so. Oh, okay. Really zombie. At the undead
0: and dinosaur, just just everything zombies.
1: Exactly. I'd have to. I'd like let- a moment of silence for the fact that we will never see a Mega Man game thanks to Capcom. Other than iPod stuff. Why? What did Capcom do? Uh, they, they canned Mega Man Universe. The Originator for the Mega Man series has left them, and they basically are, have said that Mega Man is is done. There is no current dead to save. Them. Yeah, save for us Smash Bros. The Blue Bomber would not be popping up in any games in the foreseeable future. Oh, that's Capcom de- is that's pretty much depressing. wiping their hands. Yeah. Yeah, Mega Man is dead to them. They only they only
0: tr- they only abuse the crap out of them. Yeah, Capcom. There's something they really know how to do very very well. It's run franchises into the ground. Yeah. See Resident Evil. See Mega Man.
1: I think the most last Mega Man game, like actual Mega Man game, was for iPad, where you just tap it to jump, tap it again to shoot, and you're just automatically running, and you just tap.
0: They're they're so good at killing franchises. I mean, I, I've after Resident Evil Six, I'm just like fuck it, that's it.
1: Yeah, five kind of killed Resident Evil for me. Five I just when you'll be dual fisting those boulders. Dual fisting. I mean,
0: Resident Evil Five, oh. we had we had Chris punching boulders. Resident Evil Six, the punching of boulders does come back. Not bum Chris though.
1: Operation Raccoon City, though, I will say it hasn't been a bad game. But you're not punching boulders.
0: Yeah, I I had Operation Raccoon City. I sold it. Um, There is one Resident Evil game I do want to get, and that's Revelations.
1: You heard Revelations isn't too bad.
0: I, I heard from some reputable friends of mine who are also massive Resident Evil fans that Revelations goes back to the sort of classic Resident Evil gameplay.
1: It was a survival horror and not just a shooter. Yeah. So pre-steroids, uh, Chris.
0: Uh, well, it takes place between 4 and 5.
1: So it might still be on the steroids, but not quite punching boulders yet.
0: Yeah, and might, might, might not. It might not have... Uh, there might not be roid rage, Chris. So, I mean, originally Revelations was a uh, DS, was on the 3DS. Um, it has since been remade, ported over to PS3 and 360.
1: That's the one where they're on a ship, isn't it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I was thinking of the right one.
0: But you're not covered in bees. bees. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
0: not, not covered in bees. righty. So I think it's time to put this to bed
1: we're talking about covered in bees now so yeah we've
0: gone to Eddie Hazard. so let's wind this down <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, thoughts on this episode or any other episode of Downloadable Content you can get all of us in a variety of ways go to facebook.com slash downloadablecontent or on twitter at dlcontent or email at dlcontent1 at gmail.com all our episodes can be found on iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. So, that's it for our free play episodes this year. So, it remains for me to thank Reed and Grendel, and um, Brian, thank you for listening, and have a good one, everybody!